We love all y'all that have the ability to give birth. But if you ain't gave it yet, you might can't get in because uh, seats are limited. Amen. We had so many people sign up for it. So, you know, we know you're going to do it one day. Hallelujah. And on that day, we're going to have a plate for you. <laughs> we're going to be right there when you deliver birth. We're going to have a whole chicken and everything for you. We're going to be right there. After your husband faint and pass out, we're going to be right there to bring you a plate. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, we thank God for everyone out here on today. But I wanted, I wanted to make sure, um, oh, I, I've already, I, I knew of this man of God and knew him in passing. Um, but, but I wanted to make sure that I thanked him publicly. This, this man of God, I... Let me just bring him up here right now. Y'all give a hand. Bring up Brother Tommy Garner. Come on up here, Brother Tommy Garner. And I know I was, the funny thing about it, I was, I was right. Hold on for one second, just a little bit, because I ain't, ain't in preaching mode, preaching mode. Just my mind be everywhere. I, I, I be real nervous when I be talking. Um, this man of God helped me. I don't know. I think I'm more nerd without the music, man. Go on and play again, man. <laughs> I don't know what I want, amen. But anyway, th this man of God is, is I was riding with Perez because y'all know Perez was driving me around a lot when my, when my leg was hurting uh, a little more. And, you know, just in case y'all didn't know, that was a white man who's not white that was driving me. There was a rumor going around that Pastor thought he was all that and had a white man driving him around. And he was trying to show that he knew all this and had all this money. That's something my church know about. But they were talking about me so bad. But, I mean, they I don't know why they didn't understand that you saw me getting out on two crutches with my leg wrapped up. I couldn't drive. Or, you know, Chief Drew would have pulled me over. But anyway, I was, I was struggling because we were in the midst of raising money, as we still are, to get a commercial kitchen. And I was riding in the car Perez. And I had one of my Holy Ghost breakdowns. And I was like, God, now you telling me to do this commercial kitchen. And now the AC done tore up, the one where we got with the Boys and Girls Club and HR Caffeine, so we can't not, not fix it. You know how black people talk sometimes. You, you can't not, not fix it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to, I had to <laughs> I, we had to fix it because we have people in there. And I'm like, God, what are you going to do? Now, I got, we raising this money, so what? I'm going to go back to the church and say, look, we got to take $30,000 of this money you raising to fix this AC. So do I have permission to move it? Because they earmarked this money to make sure we build this commercial kitchen to take care of the homeless. Because November through March, a lot of churches don't want to do it, so we keep the homeless some, one time, all of the time, but most of the time, we keep them in our facilities from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. to take care of them. And we all had to go to other churches in order to um, to get them fed. So they had to go check in at one church, get fed, then come to us because we don't have no commercial kitchen like we had at the other facilities. You know, my people tried to get me to take the commercial kitchen out of Manor Church. But I'm like, that's a Richard Pryor movie. You can't just take... <laughs> Can't just take the stove and the <laughs> they were like it's ours. <laughs> take the stove, take all that stuff and just put it over here. Like that's a slum, Lord. We can't do that, Jesus. Christ. They were so serious though. 
And so I'm riding with Perez, and I'm telling God, why? And Perez looking at me like, what you talking about? I'm talking to God right now. Don't, don't worry. I ain't going to kill you or nothing. I'm, and I say, God, how are we going to get this commercial kitchen? Then this man of God who hears from God calls me at that moment. And he says, hey, Pastor Maxwell, this is Tommy Garner. I said, yeah, yeah, I know who you are. You know, in my mind, like, dude, you called me in the midst of my Holy Ghost problem. And then he says, hey, man, I, I have an AC that's practically brand new, and I believe that God laid it on my heart to give it to you. Come on, somebody. A two. Now, now, now I don't want to embarrass you, but my mouth just tells every, the whole story. And, you know, we say something that you, you can't say this at home. Uh, or you, you get in trouble, if, whatever you said. So, so I said, you know, I, we get hyped. And I almost said, my, <laughs> to him. I was so happy, I said, my, <laughs> that's how crunk I was. I said, oh, Lord, I can't say this to him. My dude, my Christian, my white brother. <laughs> I was crunk. Cause you know if it one of y'all, I would have been like, yeah, my N-word. You know what I'm I, that's where I was. I was so hyped. And I was like, wow. And then he kept telling me all these reasons why he, God was telling him to do it. And, and, and I, in my mind, I'm like, man, I, I'm talking to him, but I want to get off the phone so I can tell everybody. Now, and he just kept telling me, he said, you take care of the Boys and Girls Club. You take care of the community. And I love the Boys and Girls Club. And I see what you're doing in the community. And I just want to make sure... I bless you. We're not going to sell it to you. We're going to give it to you. Come on, somebody. And the, yes, yes. Come on, somebody, right? Yes. He said, we're going to give it to you. Come on, somebody. He said, we're going to give it to you. All they got to do is pay to put it in. He said, can you give me permission? I'm like, yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm talking about when I tell you God came out of nowhere, and that's why I tell you, do what God tells you to do, because the reason why we started talking is when I was campaigning. And when I was campaigning, I, you know, somebody said I should talk to him. I got his number, asked him for a donation. He gave me a donation. That's how we ended up talking. I didn't win the race, but I won an AC, $30,000. Come on, somebody. This AC is a $30,000 um, AC, 20 ton, 20 ton unit. Come on, somebody, 20 ton unit. That's 40,000 pounds if I pass school right. 40,000 pounds, come on, somebody. This is a 40,000 pound AC that they had to use a crane to put up on the building. Come on, somebody had to bring his workers and laborers over here, but thought it not Robert to help this church so we could stay. But can, this, is, this is the amazing thing. He called me right when I was praying. So he had to hear from God. I'm in the middle of a Holy Ghost, lack of a better term, breakdown, telling God I can't do it. I need you to do it. And normally when I had those breakdowns, I don't answer the phone. But I said, let me answer the phone. And he was the answer to my prayer. And so we want to make sure we present. Now, I don't know who's working on your AC, but if they ain't doing it right, call him. 
right? It's Tommy Garner, uh, AC, uh, that's, that's what it is, air conditioning service, amen? So we use him. Now, I know you're fanning, but some of y'all said y'all was too cold, so it ain't like it don't work. So if you're fanning, some of y'all just got hot flashes. I know you'll have black, but it's a wig, that's why. So you just hot and menopause and culture, hallelujah. And so you look young, hallelujah. You look young, but the hot flash is letting you know. So it ain't his problem, it's y'all's, amen. So the AC works. But whoever you got, if they're not good, or if you just want somebody who's a Christian, Holy Ghost field, come on somebody, man of God, definitely call uh, Tommy Garner Air Conditioning Service. So this says, Certificate of Appreciation presented to Tommy Garner for your dedication and heart for your community. Your gift of an HVAC unit for our student building will allow us to continue to serve the community by hosting the Boys and Girls Club and the Virginia Peninsula and Hampton Roads Community Action Program. Amen. Presented this day, the seventh day of May, 2023. Thank you, thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Anybody got a camera or camera phone right quick? I can take a picture real quick. Amen. Oh, there you got it. I ain't know you. So I know you did eight o'clock. I ain't know you were doing both services. Hold on. First off, I want to thank everybody, and Reverend Maxwell, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things when you just meet somebody, you, you feel the friendship and you feel God coming through them, and uh, I felt that. Um, does God talk to me? He does. Do I talk to him? I do. Am I a sinner? I am. I, I can tell you. I, I, I believe in God, and I'm, I'm going to keep this short, but a couple weeks ago, I had a major need, and I just happened to be talking to him on the phone and um, I have cancer right now and uh, it's not a bad thing it's a good thing all right we're gonna I'm gonna show you how God worked already I've already shared this with him um, I found out it was an aggressive cancer four weeks ago and the doctor I wanted to get into would not see me till September 28th so I started being persistent but I also started praying and Three, three days, they moved me up to August. Another three days, they moved me up to July. I'm, t I'm talking to Reverend Maxwell. He said he's, he started praying right then. I have surgery two weeks from tomorrow. So, yeah, this, that, so, that, so I'm going to continue to take care of your air condition, I promise you. But... But uh, God, God takes care of us. So thank you for allowing me in your house. Amen. Amen. We, we thank this man of God for his generous gift. We thank him so much. Amen. Now, he, he, we, we were talking, and we, he told me about that, and immediately... And we did start praying, amen. Ain't it good to have Holy Ghost filled people everywhere? Come on, somebody. And so he does 
He does a lot of stuff for the Boys and Girls Club, so I'm glad that we have a partnership with them. And he wanted to make sure not only were we taken care of, he wanted to make sure that those kids were comfortable when they come here for shelter and safety after school. So we thank you for your heart of giving. We thank you for your heart of the community. And we thank you for your love for all people. We thank you so much, man. It's just, just as good. Ooh, my God. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go into offering. Amen. So if you can beat that, that'll be good. So just give $30,001. If you could just get $30,001, you will outgive Brother Garner. Amen. (laughs) No, no, but we thank God for him. We thank God for you. But we are a community-driven church. Amen. We are a community-driven church, and I thank you all for having a heart for the community because some churches, not all churches, some churches don't like people that are homeless, don't like kids in the building because they feel like it's going to wear and tear on the building. But I'm so glad that I have a congregation that has a heart to love the people and say, amen, come on, somebody. Now. Now, now, we will correct now because they were tearing up too many chairs. And I'm like, come on now. Y'all need to get some order in here and rip another. I'm going to have to paint this back. So it's, it's not that like we're not going to have order because we, we know regular wear and tear. We know when you just tearing it up. Amen. So the principal Maxwell had to leave Pastor Maxwell in the office. And the principal had to walk down to talk to the Boys and Girls Club to make sure that we kept some order in there. But we want to thank God for this man of God for allowing us to keep serving them without straining our budgets. Hallelujah. Y'all don't understand. I'm about to shout up here. I don't even know. I mean, I didn't think, man. I'm just telling you. Y'all don't hear me. When you don't pray like you're supposed to, you messing it up somewhere else. I was praying. Come on, somebody. I, you know what I'm reminded of? I'm reminded when Cornelius was praying, and then Peter was praying, and Peter was praying about he shouldn't kill and eat. And God said, don't call nothing unclean that I call clean. And he wasn't talking about the food. Come on, somebody. He was talking about the Gentiles. And because Cornelius was praying when he was supposed to, and Peter was praying when he's supposed to, a divine connection happened and the Gentiles and the come on somebody then the Gentiles was grafted into the faith come on somebody you got a white man praying over here although they try to have the white and the black separate you got the white man over here praying you got the black man over here praying and all comes together hey I believe God telling me to help you with your problem it don't matter what you look like it doesn't matter what your color is if you a man or woman of God you my brother or sister it don't matter if you white, black, brown, yellow, or green. If you know Jesus, we're all connected together. If you the hand and I'm the ankle, I can't say I don't need you. We need all of each other. I love you. You love me. I can't make it without you. You need me and I need you. I need your gifts. I need your prayers. I need your friendship. I need your support. Stop trying to do all this stuff by yourself. My God, we both were in prayer time at the same time. And it, it, he could have gave that to somebody else. He could have let it rot wherever it was and got a whole nother one and made somebody pay for it. But God touched him. Y'all don't hear me. 
I could have kept praying and saying, I'm going to ignore this call, but the Holy Spirit said, answer it. Can I talk to you for a minute? You praying to God, but are you listening for the answer? You praying to God, but are you expecting God to bless you? When I prayed to him, although I was irritated, although I was upset, although I was frustrated, I knew he was going to answer, and he answered in that moment. Come on, somebody. He answered in that moment. And in that moment, campaign was already over, had already lost. I was sitting in the car around Perez, and I said, this is why God had me run. One of the reasons, because I never would have had a, a bigger connection with him if I didn't go to him on my campaign trail. Come on, somebody. My obedience brought in the blessing. My obedience brought in the blessing. Now, I don't know what God is telling you to give. I don't know. That's between you and him. I know he's telling you to give at least 10% of what you made because he already said, give your tithe, bring your full tithe to my house so there'll be meat in my house. Oh, man. And he said, he said, test me in this. Has somebody ever told you to test them? He said, test me in this and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing you won't have room to receive. I don't know about you, but I want my blessing. But he says, bring your tithes and offerings. Now, you're supposed to bring 10%. I don't know what over it God is asking you to bring. I know he ain't really, he might be telling you to bring $30,001. I know I was joking in the beginning. But I don't know what God has put on your heart. But whatever God is moving you to give, above your tithes and offerings, do it. I'm not putting a number out there. I'm not going to say the Lord said this and the Lord that said that. But I am saying this. I know this man of God is blessed, and he's giving away $30,000 units. So if he's giving away $30,000 units, I don't know what. Now, security, follow him out because they know he's rich now. Now, security, y'all, make sure y'all get my dude back to the car because some folk in here ain't saved. <laughs> but, but if he's giving away $30,000 units, you know God is blessing him. See, see, some of us have been so hardened up, and we don't want to let nobody in. But when you have your fist tight, you can't give, but you can't receive either. I need you to understand that when you give to God, you can't beat him giving. Come on, somebody. You can't beat him giving. I don't know about you, but I want to I be able to give away $30,000 and stuff. I guess God did have me do some of that last year, but I, I need you to be able to do the same thing. When you begin to give, God is going to give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. No, I'm not, I'm not manipulating you. I'm giving you Bible. This man never came to worship with us, just knows me from the community. We talked back and forth. Like he said, we didn't pray together over the phone, but it ain't like we played. Well, I can't play golf <clears throat> until my knee get back. But we ain't even played golf now. We're going to play now because you done gave me a $30,000 unit. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> take you play golf somewhere. I got to take you somewhere beside the country club. I know you can play there for free anyway, so I'm going to take you somewhere else. <laughs> but but, but <clears throat> this man of God saw that, heard God say, give away a $30,000 unit giveaway. You heard what I said? That's his livelihood. But he planted into our church. Now, I know we ain't going to just let him out give us at our church. Now, again, I ain't asking for $30,000, but I am asking you to sow a seed 
into the house that you receive food so that God can bless you. Because God is going to bless you when you give. Those who are our partners, thank you so much for giving. Some of you all haven't even set foot in the room, but anytime we raise money through InTouch, anytime we do things for tragedy around the world, you all have always helped us, and I thank you in the name of Jesus. And I'm believing for those who plant seeds, you are planting these seeds in good ground. So you can plant seeds in ground that's rocky. You can plant seeds in ground that is not good. But I believe, I know that when you plant seeds in New Beach Grove, it's good ground. We take care of the kids after school. Thank you again, Brother Garner. We help people do their resumes. We help with adult learning. We take care of the homeless. We feed people on Mondays and Fridays. We clothe them on Wednesdays. We did it all throughout the pandemic. I love you all and I thank you all. But I want you to walk away blessed, just as this man of God is blessed, just as I'm blessed, just like some of us are blessed out here right now. I'm believing God in the name of Jesus that when you begin to sow like you're supposed to sow, God is going to give you the overflow. Remember, we're believing in 2023 that our increase and in our overflow is coming in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, you can give, hallelujah. You can give through text to give. You can give through Cash App. You can give through Secure Give. You can give through Givelify. You go on there and find New Beach Grove, um, and you will be able to um, pull up. If you see our logo, that's us. You can give through checks. You can give through cash. You can give out in the hallway um, by credit card outside in the hallway with the trustees or at the kiosk. Oh, my God, I just feel good right now. Who Jesus. The anointing in the house of giving. Thank you, sir. You brought the anointing of giving in the house. You know it's an anointing for pretty much almost anything. And sometimes we have an anointing to give. You definitely have an anointing to receive. And I feel the anointing of giving in here right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe the, give, the giving spirit is going to bring the increased spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And before I sit down... I've already raised the offering. Y'all see all them different things. You're going to stand up and walk down. We give you directions. But I need y'all to do me a favor. I know we have a lot of different people who are sick, and we always pray. But I need y'all to stretch our hands toward the man of God right over here. I need us to pray for this man of God right now. We believe God for healing in the name of Jesus. We thank God for making him, for bringing him from the back to the front. Come on, somebody. He said he was supposed to be almost at the end of the year, but God has a way of changing the order. Come on, somebody. When Jairus was over there talking to Jesus and he was going to get his blessing, all of a sudden the woman with the issue of blood cut the line and God took her to the front. So we believe in the name of Jesus that God has not brought him from the back to the front to leave him here. We pray that the surgeon hand is guided in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every lip note. We thank you for touching every capillary. We thank you for touching every vein. We thank you for touching every artery. We thank you for touching every blood vessel in the name of Jesus. We believe you, God, for your healing. We believe you, God, for the increase. We thank you, Lord, by your stripes. 
we are healed. You said you believe all things. You said that you, you, you wish above all things that we be prosperous and in good health. In the name of Jesus, we pray for his healing. We pray for his deliverance. We pray for his surgery to be complete. In the name of Jesus, we call those things that be not as though they were. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the successful surgery. We thank you in the name of Jesus that no cancer shall be found. Now, I need you to take your own hand and put your hand on yourself. I don't know what your ailment is, but I'm believing God for a spirit of healing because the spirit we've already given unto God. We've already given unto him right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're going through, I pray that you be released. You got to be like David and encourage yourself. Say in the name of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm delivered. Call your name to Jesus and say, Jesus, heal me in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, whether it's cancer, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your son, your daughter, your mother, your spouse, lay your hands on yourself and believe God for the healing. Say, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, I'm delivered. In the name of Jesus, I'm liberated. In the name of Jesus, I am free. And who Jesus has set free is free indeed. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, you're healed. I believe it. Amen. If you would stand right now, stand right now and follow the direction of the ushers, hallelujah. We believe in God for your increase. And when you sow that seed, when you sow that seed, write on it what you want God to do for you. Don't you just come to church giving and when you bring your offering, you come and you sow believing that something God is going to do for you. I'm not just talking about your time. That's your responsibility. But when you write an offering, say, God, I'm sowing this seed for this. I'm sowing this seed to cover my children. I'm sowing this seed to cover my teachers. I'm, cover, I'm sowing this seed for uh, inheritance for my people. Whatever you sow in the seed for, sow it for them. And since I'm already talking, thank you, teachers, for what you've done. Any teacher that didn't receive a gift card, any teacher that didn't receive a gift card, make sure you see me. It's Teacher Appreciation Week, and me being a former educator, administrator, and principal, I thank you for everything you've done. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Follow the direction of the ushers, and I'm going to get out of the way and be quiet.
I will bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Adam. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, we bless your name today, oh, God. We magnify your name today. Hallelujah. This song says, You have rescued my life. You have rescued my life. And I'm never going back. I need some worshipers right now. You have rescued my life. You have rescued my life, and I'm never going Cause my response is hallelujah. You're my redeemer, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Said my response is it's hallelujah. You're my redeemer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can everybody lift that up? Said you have. Come on, only if God really saved you from something. <laughs> and I'm never. If God saved you from some situation, I need you to think back and say, you have rescued my life. Come on, if that's your testimony. And I'm never, I'm never going back.
you, but sometimes I got to get revived again. I'm so glad it says his blessings are new every morning because a lot of times I got to get revived again. My goodness, it's good to be in the house of God. Oh my God, y'all look good out there today. Look at y'all. Hallelujah. I see y'all. Your hair all did up on I guess it got messed up at something in the water. You went and got it done again. It was a whole bunch of water at something in the water. Should have just came to church. <laughs> the shade. Oh, the shade. I know. I'm sorry. That's the way God made me. I ain't ashamed. Hallelujah. Is is are there any first, I know they did it before, but are there any first time visitors? If if you already stood, just stand one more time. I'm gonna make you say nothing like old school church and nothing. Now, what's your name again? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, I just want to make sure, because I'm going to have to run out. Of here. I got to do the installation. I'm, I'm going to help him do the installation service over here at First Baptist Denby. Uh, Dr. Melvin Wolford will be installed today. Come on, somebody else. Sister Church has a pastor. It took them a long time, but I believe they found the right man of God, and so... Uh, they asked me to come give one of the charges so I would get out of here. So then that I don't love y'all, but I got to run because I done already extended church. <laughs> it's my fault, I know, this time. It usually be y'all fault, but it's my fault this time. I assume the responsibility, but I want to make sure we get a word. But after the word, I'm going to run out of here and get down the street. So if this is your first time, we usually I usually be up already, almost done. So don't be scared to come back next week. First of all, though, seriously, though, before I get into it, any, because I missed, because of April, we had so much stuff going on. Any April birthdays in the house? It's a lot of April birthdays. Look at y'all. All right, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Oh, April everywhere. Hey, April. Look at y'all. April. April anniversaries. Any April anniversaries in the house? All right. All right. I'm glad you knew it because y'all raised at the same time. You knew the, man, the woman raised in the man. No, but he knew at the same time you knew. Ain't that so good? All right. Any May, any May birthdays? May birthdays. Hey, May. All right. I see you. May birthdays. Any May anniversaries? 
Look at y'all, boy. Y'all, look at y'all. Hey, man. Uh, some of y'all with y'all, boo. Some of y'all not. You sure you married? Hey, Amen. I was playing. <laughs> I didn't mess with you. I see, I see him in the back over there. He in trouble. Why you got him all the way in the back? You in trouble. <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's say happy birthday. He said, yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm in the back of the church. Jesus, help us all. All right, amen. <laughs> let's see. Happy birthday. Y'all ready? Let's go, man. Oh, God. Happy birthday. And anniversary. Happy Pray that Brother G gets out of trouble before the word is over. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If you would turn, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8 in the King James Version. Uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. And it reads, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag, on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahoniam, the Jezreelitess, the Jezreelitess, my fault, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the, Camer, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes your friend don't come. Sometimes your mama don't answer the phone. Sometimes you can't find your pastor, but you got to learn how to encourage. Amen. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. I don't know about you, but I want all my stuff back. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I don't know about you, but I want all. I don't want some. I want all my stuff back. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask for your power to reside upon me to bring the word like only you can. Please magnify yourself within me so that I may bring a word that will take us to another level in life. 
I love you, God, and I trust thee. Amen. Amen. I had to take your seat. I wanted to speak to you from the subject. Take it back. Take it back. Take, take, take it back. Uh, see, and, and, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know women's, uh, I, I'm talking to everybody, but I kind of want to have a conversation with the men. But I want the women to listen. All right, I want I want the women to listen because see, first of all, first of all, first of all, y'all y'all got so much stuff for y'all anyway. I mean, y'all y'all made y'all Mother's Day in, but y'all took all the March for Women's Month, and and women talking and singing and women choir and old women choir, young women choir. Lord have mercy, women choir now. They got a, a, a breakfast that can't no man come to except the pastor. And y'all just got to come serve, folk. Even use me to tell y'all to come serve. Amen. I do apologize. Take my, my man card for a moment. I do apologize. But you know the women be taking over. Uh, but I need to talk to the men for one moment. But I need you to listen because I'm talking about you. I'm just playing. But, 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 but we live in a generation today where it's more acceptable to be a soft, passive, feminine man than a mighty man of valor. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. I believe the Bible when it says that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. See, I like men in the Bible like Joshua that, that were always ready to fight and always ready to nook if you book. See, one time, even Joshua, he ran up on God, manifested as an angel, and said, I'll fight you too. And God said, look here, man, go on down there. I'm on your side. Men were made to be aggressive and to be conquerors. Women are called to be helpmeets, but, but she needs a man of purpose and vision. It is frustrating to play the role of a help me when a man that she's connected to has no vision, has no purpose, has no goals. How in the world can she follow somebody who's not moving? Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but when the light turned green and somebody sit there three and four seconds, I got to take my pastor head off and start blowing a horn. I need you to move on by because I got somewhere to go. I don't know about you, but how can I follow you if you're not moving? Oh, it's frustrating. See, she, 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 see, 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 there's something in a man that, that, that should make you roar like a lion and not purr like a kitten. I, 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 need, I need the real men. Come on, somebody. It, it, it used to be back in the day, Brother Garner, you, 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 would, you would send a child to the coach if he was a female teacher because you knew that he would be able to handle the situation and send him back to the classroom. But now social media making everybody so soft and they want everybody to be mama to death. And we don't have, we have emasculated real men that begin to make these boys into men because we want to mama everybody to death. I know the mamas cry because that's what your problem is. See, 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 David was a warrior. David was bad. David killed lions and bears with his bare hands. 
David, come on somebody, David, David was so confident within himself when he went to go to where Goliath was, he didn't just say, I'm going to kill Goliath. He went up there and said, hey, what's going to be given to the man that killed this uncircumcised Philistine that keep talking this junk over here? I'm going to kill him, but I need to get paid. I, I'm going to kill him, but I, but I need, what, what, what's going to happen to whoever? I, I'm not, I'm going to kill him, but I need you to tell me what I get. David was a bad mamma jamma. He killed Goliath with a rag and a rock. And then I wonder why he grabbed five stones instead of one stone if he was so if he was so confident. But when I exegeted the text, it told me that Goliath had four brothers. So David was saying, don't start none, won't be none. But David also was genteel. David also would write poetry and, 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 and dance to God and dance out of his clothes. And he would be caught crying at, at Jonathan and telling him that people, that his daddy was trying to kill him. He'd be playing the harp. And if you caught David on the wrong day, you might have thought David was soft. But if you ran up on David, I promise you, you didn't live to talk about it. Can I talk to some real men? Real men know how to express the warrior side, but they know how to express the soft side. A real man know how to express every facet of himself. I ain't got to walk around here acting hard, acting like I don't love my mama, but if you run up on me, this mama boy will check you. Yeah, y'all don't hear me. See, you got to expose your sons to early victories. You can't run up to the school every day with your hair rollers in your hair every time your child get in some mess. You got to let little Johnny solve some situations for himself because if he don't learn how to solve some situations for himself, he'll never be successful. He'll never be able to get on his knees and pray to God and say, God, I can't handle this by myself. He'll never be able to win games on his own if you Always rescue him every time. Can I talk to you for a minute? See, men on the hit list for hell, been on the hit list for a long time, white, black, yellow, green, whatever color. The Bible said that they were trying to kill the men. In Hebrew, the word is zira, which means the seed giver. See, I know women, you carried your child for nine months, no Moscato, no, no Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. I know you didn't smoke no cigarettes. You made sure that we came out normal and not special and because you kept your body clean for nine months to make sure that we were okay. But there would be no baby if it wasn't for the seed giver. <laughs> Yeah, y'all missing it. See, see, back in the day when they wanted to kill Moses, they killed boys that were two years old and younger just to try to find out how can they kill one man. Y'all missing a whole point. And so, so, so at, at two years old and less, when they were looking for Jesus, they killed all the little boys that were two years or younger trying to kill one man. Oh, yeah. See, see, the devil understands the power of headship and understands the power of the man. Can I tell you something? There would need to be women that are loose every year if the men just get loose. Because if the men get loose, the women can be women. I can tell you right now, most of the problems some woman got is connected to some man. Come on, somebody. When men really walk like men, when men really walk like kingdom soldiers, women can be women and stop trying. Oh, y'all don't hear me. And stop trying to be a man but when we don't do our job in Mark chapter 9 God Jesus never talked 
to the boy. He didn't talk to the mama. He asked the father, how long has this been going on? And the father said, since a child, and it throws him into the water, into the fire. But if you can do anything, and Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And then he said, I believe, help my unbelief. Although he believed, he still let Jesus know, I have some doubt. He came to Jesus real, but then Jesus healed the boy, not because the boy, but he healed the child because of the father. Fathers, I need you to be real men and cover. Come on, somebody. I don't care if she your wife. I don't care if she your ex-wife. I don't care if she just your baby mama. I don't care if you just saw her one night in the Buick and made a child. I need you to cover him or cover her in the name of Jesus. Because when men be men, Satan don't know what to do when a real man get up and pray and say, Lord, I need you. Oh, my God. Bro, Satan don't know what to do when the men start praising God. Hell trembles. Oh. I ain't trying to get, see, see, women today sometimes feel they don't need a man. They talk about, I want a baby, but I don't want no husband. I don't need a man. I, I, but see, I, I, I'm not saying that you just need to run and get married, but, but, but there's a spirit. There's, there's a spirit in, that has crept in the church. There, there's, 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 I, I'm going to make somebody mad. There's a lesbian spirit. There's a homosexual spirit that's creeping in the church, and people act like they all, oh, come on, somebody. Can we put some stuff in order and go on and call stuff? what it is. I don't need no man, but God created man in the image of God and for a specific role. He cannot be duplicated or imitated. That if you have a good man, you need to honor him because he's a commodity and he's hard to find. Oh, you better watch out, ladies. You better start cheering for that man. I, I used an old song back in the day, the cleanup lady. I thought she was a maid, but when I kept on living... Some of y'all going to lose y'all man to the cleaner woman. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying he should do it. But I'm telling you, I know his stomach got big. I know he got a beer belly and the six packs have left. But somebody at his job looking at that credit card and that credit score and saying, Hercules, 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 if she won't take care of you, baby, I'm right here. You better learn how to cheer for your man because he out there working and oh, you don't hear me. You better look. I know you don't hear this in church, but I'm trying to tell you, you losing your good man trying to act so holy. You weren't acting holy before you got married. You found him in the club with your little skirt on. You better put something on that hole that make him want to look at you. Oh, y'all better hear me right now. I'm trying to help y'all save y'all marriages. I know I ain't got that right now, but I'm trying to help you. You better start cheering for him because somebody shout his name. Yeah. You go to your job with your stilettos on and come home with your hair rollers. You better let him see them stilettos before you go to sleep. I'm trying to help these church folk. Y'all, y'all too daggone holy. That's why you by yourself, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and don't even want to go home. Some of y'all come to church just to hide from your man or your woman. Don't need extra money, just an extra excuse not to go home. Oh, Lord. I got to take a water break. I'm catching cramp over here in my stomach. I know I'm preaching from a diaphragm because my diaphragm cramping up. I understand, but I've been walking too much in that conference. 
Lord have mercy. Time out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, man, don't move. Now you don't wait all that time. Go on, sit down, man. You saw me. I was struggling. Now you want to get up. I'm over here doing Richard Simmons exercise. You, you, better, you better honor him. Men go through hell at their job. I know you go through hell too, but sometimes men attack men more because men are intimidated by other men. But look, mighty men of valor are used to winning. But sooner or later, you are running to something you can't whoop. You are running to something that makes you question everything you've ever had done in your life. You are running to a situation you can't control. Keep it real, though. Until men, until we get into situations we can't handle, we really don't know how to worship God. It's amazing how when we lose at something, we understand that we're human and go to God. Come on, somebody. Everybody got our number, and we got a Superman complex. Daddy called us. Mama called us. Cousin called us. Wife calls us. Sister calls us. Baby mama calls us. Son calls us. Uh, the baby mama who ain't even related to us because she, the baby daddy's son that ain't even your children calling on you because they looking at you like Superman. But when the kryptonite hits you, everybody start walking away when they know you Clark Kent. You better stop walking around here acting like you acting like you Superman and Spider-Man when you know you ain't nothing but Peter Parker and Clark Kent. You better learn how to sit yourself down and rest in the Lord and understand that you can't win everything all the time. David was out doing what he was supposed to do. And still stuff went wrong. See, stop judging people. Stop judging people. I'm sorry, but I'm going to use you for an excuse, uh, for an example. See, some people are out there saying, if he loved the Lord, he wouldn't have cancer. That, that's how folk think. If, if he were really doing what he was about to do, he wouldn't have got locked up. If, 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 if she was really doing what she was supposed to do, her husband wouldn't have left her. Oh, come on, somebody. See, I used to think back in the day before I kept on living that if you did people right, they do you right. I thought if you did a good job, you always get promoted. I thought if I was nice to you, you'd be nice to me. I thought if I treated you respect, you would treat me respect back. But let me tell you something, baby. The rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. It don't matter how holy you are. Hell is coming for you. But can I tell you the difference when your ship is tipped and tossed in the wind and in the storm, when other people sink you walk on water like Jesus and Peter. Can I talk to you for a minute? It's not that the storm won't hit me. It's just that my faith in God covers me and I shall not sink. I shall survive because I shall live and not die because my God said, I, he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. He who began a good work in me shall finish it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You better watch out. Even though water comes against me, it shall not overtake me. Even though I walk through the fire, I shall not be burned. You got to go around here telling the devil, telling your enemies, you better stop messing with me because I know how God covers me. Oh, boy. I'm going to have my head set next week so I can be calm. So you got to come on the day when I preach like Joe Olsen. That's usually at 8 o'clock, got my headset on. And sometimes I got slides and stuff, you know. But this ain't the day. <laughs> David 
was trying to do too many things. While he was outside on the battlefield, the inside got infiltrated. See, can I let me talk to the women one more time? See, when you hook up with a mighty man of valor, you need to understand that you don't just inherit his blessings. You inherit his enemies. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of y'all want a man that's on the stage. Some of y'all want a man that is in a great position. Some of y'all want a man who's a governor, a mayor, a lawyer. Y'all want to have that, but you got to understand if you don't suffer with him, you can't reign with him. You got to understand the same way that you enjoy the blessing, you're going to enjoy the enemies because the devil attacks the weakest link. And if you ain't prayed up, baby, you just a, oh, come on, somebody. Can let me talk to the men. I know she's fine. Come on, somebody. I know she's a brick house, but can she pray and cover your house? Oh, come on, somebody. Bless your man of God. If you got both, she look good, she fine, and she can pray for you too. But if you got to choose one, you better, oh, come on, somebody. You better pray, and you better find somebody that can pray and cover you. Y'all don't hear me. See, I, 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 I got to talk about this, and I know my mom, they're going to hear 8 or 11 because I said it in both of them. But see, that was a time when dad kept, they kept going to this raggedy church. And I think they went back. They didn't have no anointing. And I kept having to get distracted to see what I had to do to go home. In fact, God telling me now I'm going to make them go to that church again. And I say, I went home one time because they had this crazy accident. I went home and I said, hey, I need you to go back to Word of Faith because this church you got ain't covering you and you distracting me. Because the devil attacking you to get me distracted. And you in this no Holy Ghost field, no life having, no power having church. And your son is a pastor of one of the fastest growing churches in Hampton Road. And here you go, going to a church where the pastor barely know Jesus. And now I got to fly home and worry about you and try to figure out how in the world we can figure out how to take care of you. Because you somewhere where you can't be. Covered. I need you to be, come on somebody, woman of God, I need you to be covered. I need you to find you a real church so you can find you a real man. Men, I need you to find you a real church so you can find you a real woman. I need you to be covered by the blood of Jesus because if you're not covered, the devil is going to attack the weakest point. It's funny how women go up to pastors, ain't even been to church. How you going to talk to somebody you don't even know Jesus? That was for me. <laughs> See, it's hard to be everywhere at the same time. See, when they got back, no one greeted them. The women would cheer when they came home from the battlefield. They would say, David has, has Saul has killed his thousand and David has killed his ten thousand. It's amazing how one thing can change your whole life. One phone call, one divorce notice, one layoff slip, one death, one setback, one blemish on your breast. One lump can change your whole life. David was already tired and he got this bad news. There is no problem as big as a problem that comes when you already tired. When you weren't tired, you wouldn't send texts in the middle of the night talking about you up. Talking to somebody. Yeah. 
when you were prayed up and you weren't tired, you weren't texting where you up because you was finding Jesus. But some of y'all warm yourself by the fire like Peter that you shouldn't be warming yourself up with. Stop laying your head on the wrong lap, Samson. I know you lost your strength, but I need you to find your strength in Jesus. I need you to put the E and J down. I need you to leave the Hennessy. I need you to put down the Ciroc. I need you to put down the Bud Light. I need you to put down the Coke 45. I need you to put down the cigars and the cigarettes. I need you to lay the gummies down. And I need you to go to the house of God. Come on, somebody. I need you to put down the opioid. I need you to put down the strip club. I need you to put down whatever vice you've been using because you're going to stay thirsty until you come to Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I got to get out of here. Ooh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. See, see, when you try to do mighty things for God, the devil attacks you in three areas. First area, division. While he was out, the enemy attacked. Yeah. He tried to divide you because he want to sift you out like wheat, not just to separate you from God, but to separate you from people. See, 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 God will make the deacon mad at the pastor, the pastor mad at the trustee, the trustee mad at the deaconesses, and he tries to separate everybody because he knows uh, one can set a thousand flight, but two can set 10,000. It's better for two walk together because if one falls, the other one can help pick the other person back up. And when you walk in by yourself, it's hard for you to pick yourself back up. But when you got somebody around you that's, a, that's as sharp as you or sharper than you that can pray for you, you can make it through. So the devil always try to divide. Remember them talk show? They would always put down who more important, the man working or the woman at home. It was just a, a, a divisive spirit. All they were trying to do is put the man against the woman and the woman against the man to sell some daggone show. And they were tearing up the family. It don't matter what job you do. All jobs are important. I don't care if you got a traditional family where you got the man working and the woman at home. Or if you got it with a woman, who cares how it is if it works for you? Stop letting the world tell you what works for you and what don't work to you. The devil is trying to divide you. And the divorce rate is high in the church, as high as in the world. Why? Because I'm going to tell you some of the reason is some of y'all don't come to church till you're in trouble. Ain't been to church for 50 years, and then you come to church because now you're about to lose your husband or lose your wife. Now you want me to counsel you. Now you want me to send you to Reverend Milton and everybody else, but you should have came to Jesus in the beginning. Not saying it's, it's too late, but my God, come now. And, and, and see, what, what happens is, uh, remember when some of the deacons got mad because I split, I took some of their responsibilities and gave it to another deacon because some deacons had all the work. You ain't going to use me for an excuse why you ain't going home. Pastor working me to death. Pastor didn't put you on there. You were here on that job before I got here. So let me stop letting my name keep coming up in your house. You move this over here. You take this over here. Now you ain't got but two jobs here. You ain't got six. Go home. You ain't going to use the church to say, I tore up your family. You did it yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying. If your husband say with me, call me. I can let you know he ain't here. No, I'm just playing. I don't know what he's doing. Don't put me in the middle of that mess. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Defeat. Oh, I owe it, Pastor. Hmm. Defeat. 
he'll do you with the division, then he'll do defeat. Men don't like being defeated. See, now I got to play golf more because I ain't playing basketball no more. It's a wrap. I hurt my knee now. I don't even look at the basketball. Uh-uh. I don't even watch the playoffs. Who won? I don't know. I don't want to see a basketball. And if it bounces, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. But, 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 but so, so golf, because I, I, I didn't win as much, so I ain't like it. When men lose, that's something we don't want to do it. We do not like losing. Even when, see, everything was going up in smoke, and, 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 they, and they were weeping. They were weeping. These are men of God who fight for a living, and they were weeping. But can I tell you why the only reason they were weeping? They were weeping because they was in front of other men. We ain't going to never want to cry in front of you. That's why you got to get men all by themselves before you have a men's meeting. Because if it's a woman in there, they ain't going to say nothing. Can I tell you something? Do we have be screaming? So many men kill themselves at 40 and 50 years old more than in their 20s. Because you know what? Men are screaming. But the worst thing about the masculine scream is that women can't hear our frequency. Because we scream in silence. That's why women that get on your nerves, not the ones that just get on your nerves, but the ones that get on your nerves when they know something wrong with you. Now, some folks just get on your nerves, period. I'm not talking about them. But what I'm saying is women, you got to keep asking your man, what's wrong? He say nothing, but you can tell his body language. Don't you let him get away with just saying it and leaving it alone because I'd rather him get mad and say a word he shouldn't say. Let him get angry than you come home one day and he done blew his brains out. You got to learn how to talk to men and make them talk because we won't say nothing. You know, come on, somebody. We don't use that many words. And when he start expressing himself, shut your mouth and listen because you talk all the time anyway. If a man start talking, Stop asking him all that. Let him get it out. Shut up. Where have you said it? Shut up. I'm trying to help you. You talk too much already. And when he's trying to talk, I know I'm helping because you're laughing. Only reason y'all laugh because y'all woman in there. Everybody else, just blink your eye when you buy your wife. I know I'm talking to you. <laughs> you saw they bold because they wiping it. Ha ha ha. But the ones back there, <laughs> you see, he peeping it too. What am I saying? We're suffering in silence. They were defeated, and now he rent his garments, and the men around him trying to kill him. The same men he brought out of a cave and gave them jobs and gave them positions. He's sitting in there, and they're trying to kill him. Have you ever wanted to call somebody, and you couldn't call them? You called them, and all the time they call, complaining about stuff to you, and when you call them, they don't even want to talk to you. They get off the phone, and you didn't help them all these other, you didn't help them 30 and 40 times, and the one time you need to call them, have you ever had good news and you say, oh, I want to call. Oh, no, she's going to be mad. Or, have you ever had it where you could even tell somebody good news because you knew they weren't going to be happy for you? I don't know. Have you ever been in a place where you didn't know who to trust, who to go to, who you could call for support, and you were just paranoid because you understood that even though you up for promotion, you don't want to tell this person over here because they may sabotage you because, oh, come on, somebody. I don't know about some people that are feeling like they're all by themselves. But David... He, he goes 
to divide you and separate you from people. Then he defeats you, and then he wants to bring you to be discouraged. The courage, discouragement will make a mighty man, a mighty woman look weak. It ain't that you didn't never have courage. Discourage means your courage was taken. You got tired. You got wore out. And, and now he, he, he comes home, and, and, and because he was doing everything, he, he, he couldn't, he, he got discouraged. Women, give your man a hand clap, like I said, because somebody clapping for him, and he gets discouraged because, truth be told, he didn't choke his boss because he loved you. I can tell you right now, if I was married my first few years here, I wouldn't be here. Because y'all wouldn't have been disrespecting my wife the way y'all were disrespecting me. I would have choked somebody. But I, I could actually choke folk when I was here by myself. So that's how I survived. But if I had a wife, I would just say, hey, baby, look here. Stay around. You sit right here. I'm going to go interview with this church, but I want them to see you because I, I want them to think I'm just somewhere else. Because y'all know y'all was crazy. Well, not y'all, but y'all friends. Y'all know some of them. They ain't here no more. But, 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 but he'll discourage you. Because when you're discouraged, sometimes you don't even run to God. A lot of times we run to the bar. We run to drugs. We run to alcohol. When we're going to still be thirsty. Men, I know you want to come home. Come on, can I talk to the men right now? I'm going to help the women because I know the same thing y'all want, we be want. I know, men, you come home from a hard day work. I know you don't want to see your woman with a hair rose. I know you want her to look real good when you come home. I know you want her to have some bath water for you. I know you want her to rub your feet. Come on, somebody. Go on and say amen. Go on and stop being scared. Look at all You want to say, ah, I want to say it. I know, I know you want to come home and you want to get in, get encouraged. You want her to give you a massage. You want to just sit down and, and have. Hey, come on, somebody. Let, let's go on and say it. You want your little beer already out there. I know, I know you ain't all the way saved. Can I talk to somebody? I, I know you want, I know you want to come home and, and your feet get rubbed. But 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 if that don't happen, you gotta be like David and say, if I don't get no encouragement from anybody else, I encourage myself in the Lord. I don't care if anybody cheer for me. I don't care if anybody vote for me. I don't care if anybody support for me. I'm going to just give my stuff to God. Can I talk to you for a minute? If you just go to, oh, when I'm tired and weary, if you can just praise God in the middle of your mess, the Bible says that he'll give you a garment of praise for your heaviness. If you feeling heavy, if you feeling defeated, if you feeling weary, if you feeling tired, if you feeling discouraged, if you feeling depressed, don't call on alcohol. Don't call on opioids. Don't call on women. Don't call on men. Don't go to the shoe model place. Don't go to the club. I need you to just call on Jesus. His name is above any other name. Call on Jesus when you see a lump in your breast. Call on Jesus when you got cancer. Call on Jesus when your enemy comes at you like a flood. Why? Because his name is above anything you can name. Not just my name. Not just your name. Cancer. Isn't that a name? Say Jesus. Hey, lupus. Isn't that a name? Say Jesus. Racism. Isn't that a name? Say Jesus. 
police brutality isn't that a name say Jesus poverty isn't that a name say Jesus anything you name anything you going through it has to bow down to the name of Jesus you don't have to know Jehovah Nisi it's your victory you don't have to know Jehovah Shalom it's your peace you don't have to know Jehovah McKinnis you don't have to know El Shaddai you don't have to know El Elyon all you gotta know is the fullness of the Godhead bodily is enrobed in Jesus and when I say Jesus everything gotta bow down I shall be victorious I shall win I shall live and not die why? Because of Jesus. Whatever you're going through, say. Whatever you're going through, say. His name is above anything you can name. Say, Jesus. What are you going through? Jesus. He is whatever I need him to be. Call on Jesus. Stop calling your mama. Call on Jesus. Stop calling your pastor. Call on Jesus. Stop calling your deacon. Call on Jesus. Yes. His name makes demons tremble. Mufasa ain't got nothing on Jesus. You say his name, demons tremble. Can, can I tell you something? See, that's why when I go pray at city council, when you go pray down at the courthouse, when they want you to pray down at the Senate or the delegates or the House, they, they, they always give you this disclaimer, you can't say Jesus. They, they don't care who pray. You can be a Christian, rapper, whatever, as long as you don't say Jesus. And see, the reason why, see, once they still let prayer be in there, the devil tricked them into saying we wanted to be all-inclusive, but I just needed to take out Jesus. Because that's where the power is. Come on, somebody. I can sign an AC to you, but you ain't going to get it because I ain't got no AC power. But if he sign an AC to you, Brother Garner, you can get it because he got AC power. He got the HVACs. I don't. I can sign and have no authority in that area. He has authority in HVAC. I don't. I can say amen, but if Jesus don't sign it, it's not coming to pass. That's why the devil has fooled us and, and we are satisfied and think that when we pray at city council, we bring in power. But because I don't have authority, I can't sign as pastor. I got to say in Jesus name. Oh, y'all don't hear me. 
See, when you say it, see, what you really are is a, 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 you have a power of attorney, but it's really called an a, 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 a attorney in fact. That means that if I give you permission to sign for a document for me, I say, Dre, I can't be here. I need you to go sign on this house for me. He has the authority to sign for me. And so Jesus has given us authority to sign his name on whatever it is we want, on whatever it is we need. But the world is fooling us because they think that they, uh, when we praying, they feel like they're doing something, but there is no power when you don't say Jesus. Oh, you can pray all you want, but you better say in Jesus' name. You don't have no authority to sign your prayer. Jesus does. He bought it with a price. He walked down 42 burning generations for you, enrolled himself in the flesh, came up. Emmanuel, God, is with us. Stop over in Bethlehem. Walk up the way of suffering to Calvary, the way of Via Dolorosa. They put nails in his hand to bring the fruition of satirical dispensation. There, there be no shedding of blood. There be no remission of sin. He died and bled for you to have that authority. That's why when he went into the grave for three days, went to hell and got the keys from the devil, came back up. Amen. Come on, somebody. Came back up King of Kings and Lord of Lords and said, what I have, I give to you. I give you the paraclete. I give you the comforter. I give you helper in the form of the Holy Ghost. And you can do all things. Not some things. Not a lot of things. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But the only catch to it, the only glitch to it, what you got to do is sign it with his name. I believe in your healing. I didn't sign it with my name. But in the name of Jesus, we claim the healing. I can't sign it with my name. I'm believing that we're about to be debt free. Not just the church, but you too. But I can't sign it with my name. I got to say in Jesus' name. It is finished. I am his power of attorney in Jesus' name. Claim your healing in Jesus' name. Claim your liberation in Jesus' name. Claim your victory. Hey, Jesus, we ain't scared to sign your name. We know you're the king of kings and lord of lords. Not in my name. Not in Dre's name, not in Dawson's name, not in Nathaniel's name, not in Tab's name, not in Derek's name, but in Jesus' name, we claim the victory. Not in Biden's name, not in Trump's name, not in the president's name, not in the mayor's name, but in Jesus' name, we sign it, it's sealed. It's delivered. It's finished. I'm done. I'm done. Jesus. Stop letting the world fool us. If we don't say Jesus, ain't no power. When I can't say Jesus, that when I can go and I can say Jesus, I, I don't go with paper. I just go. Because I know the anointing going to fall on me.
But when I got to go pray places and I can't say Jesus, I write the prayer down because it ain't real. I done prayed before I got there. I done already anointed the ground with oil because they gave me legal authority to come in there because you invited me. But before I get there, I already said Jesus' name. Before I walked on stage, I already said in Jesus' name. I said, Lord, I can't say your name. Your name is above every other name. And I come to you with your authority. But I know I can't say your name. I apologize for the disrespect. But I have to be in order. But I'm going to put cheetahs all over them tables. See, see, you, you, you see me when I be walking around. I'm going to tell you what I be doing. When you be seeing me at them banquet, I be walking around. I just got oil on my fingers. Touching the tables if I got to pray. Because I can't say Jesus, but I say in Jesus' name because I know the anointing is it, just to show God I'm respecting him. I go to every table. I don't even know who I'm talking to. Hey, I don't be knowing nobody. I might know you at one table. I might know one person over here. I might not know nobody. They're like, who was that Negro that just came by? I don't know. I think he's praying today. <laughs> because when I'm invited somewhere, I know I can bring his authority. But I know my authority not coming in that moment if they won't let me say Jesus. The world has been fooling us for a long time. They act like we letting us, they're letting us in there. But it's a strata of our faith they don't welcome. They don't welcome Jesus because they know that that's where the power is. You invite me to preach not doing anything or speak if, if I can't say Jesus. If I can't say Jesus, I have no authority. Because I only can go in Jesus' name. But when they call me, I make sure I take Jesus with me. I anoint the ground before I get there. I anoint the tables before I get there. I anoint the stuff on the way out. Because as I walk up there, I'm saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I go to my seat, I'm saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But to be in order, I don't say it because I want them to invite me back. But you, when you invite me, you invite all of me. And I bring that authority in that room. So when you get invited to pray, my Christian people, make sure you saturate that building with Jesus because there is no power in your prayer when you can't sign it with his name. So I sign it before and after. I say, God, you say you're the Alpha and Omega. I'm going to take care of the in-between time. But you take care of the beginning and the end because I'm going to put your name on the way in and I'm going to speak your name on the way out. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Amen.